comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, hello, this is Guillermo del Toro, and you're listening to Outnow Podcast. Hello. This week on Outnow with Aaron and Abe, we're talking the box trolls. They hide in boxes, they do. Fish? Eggs? Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe Gutentag. Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, then dive into a mostly spoiler-free review before jumping back into other fun movie-related topics. This is episode 165. 165. It's a lot of numbers. It is a few. Yeah. It's a few. More than 163. That Damn true. That's for sure. Uh-huh. And this week's main feature, we have The Box Trolls, the what? latest animated, stop animated adventure from Laika, our favorite Portland-based animation studio. Take that, other Portland-based animation studios. <laughs> and joining us tonight, today, to talk The Box Trolls, we have, she stepped out of the box and into the limelight, Z-O-M-G, it's Leah Ducey. Hi, guys! Also, eggs. Uh, eggs. Also, back from Snatching Up the Innocent, it's Taylor Vaughn. Hi, sorry, you threw me with innocence now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you ladies doing today? Good. Good. Amazing. It's hot. It's hot in New York right it's now. It's hot in the block? It is hot <laughs> in the block. It really is. I'm waiting for fall, and it's just resisting every step of the way. I mean, everyone did love Autumn in New York. It's true. True that. I don't think anyone liked that. Yeah, movie. I don't think anyone <laughs> no, liked that. I was gonna be I, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> It's a terrible movie. Take that, Keanu. <laughs> Wait, is that the right? Which one's out of New York? Is that the gear one? With, um, that's the one with Richard Gere. I'm thinking of Sweet November. It's like the same thing. Oh, I was thinking of Sweet November too. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's out? Who's who's the girl out of New York? It's uh, Winona Ryder. Is yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then there's like a scene where Free like, Winona. Like he shoves her into like a bathtub and it's adorable or something like that. Oh, I never saw the movie. I just this is the trailer. That's all. Oh. I, that's all I know. She shoves her in a bathtub. This is Gone Girl Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all this all this callbacks to Sweet November and Autumn New York. We should do a dual commentary. Where Maybe. You, you, where, no, you watch Sweet November. We'll watch and, it simultaneously. And, uh, yeah, you, well, you watch Sweet November and I watch Autumn New York at the same time, and then we record the commentary. Mm-hmm. That'd, <laughs> be, that'd be magical. Are we talking about other movies? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about Box Trolls this week. Yay! He has been pounding down my virtual door to talk about Box Trolls. I really have been. <laughs> And, it down. That's what I do. Yeah. So with that said, let's get some show notes out of the way here. Um, some horror bonus episodes are coming your guys' way. Um, myself and friends of the show, Brandon Peters, Jimmy O from Joe Blow, and Jason Coleman from Star Pulse. We are going to be recording some special bonus episodes throughout the month of October to go over kind of horror throughout the decades. And um, we think that would be a... Jimmy actually came to me with this idea, and um, I'm excited to do it. So yeah, I figured, why not get my favorite horror friends together and record separate bonus episodes? So we're going to have that. That's going to be coming your way, uh, ideally, every Friday of the month. And there are five Fridays this month, so that's going to be a lot of bonus content. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of content. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, speaking of bonus content, there's a new Out Now Nights episode up. Uh, features myself and the Grouts, Jordan and his wife, Caitlin, talking about <laughs> the film Tusk. 
uh, the new Kevin Smith feature, which I really wanted to talk to Jordan about. And um, luckily, I got to talk about the one I like, the grot I like more, Caitlin, as well. So there you go. <laughs> and that's available exclusively on SoundCloud and on Podomatic.com. And um, also, Abe, you know what we got? What's that? We got a new iTunes review. Oh, we did? We did. This from? one's from Sarah527. Oh. Uh, she writes, my absolute favorite movie podcast, great and fun conversations about current movies, and love the commentaries, too. Uh, so thank you for that, Sarah. That certainly made me happy when I saw it. I was like, oh, there's a new review. That makes uh, me happy just hearing about it. There you go. I'm looking and, it up right now. And we'd love to get more iTunes reviews and ratings. So you can log on to iTunes and just quickly, you know, give us a star rating and maybe type up a sentence or two and just makes it easier for people to find our show. The more ratings you get and whatnot and, you know, increases the uh, the viewership and what have you. And uh, listenership. Listenership. No, people watch it. Oh, people, they watch it. Oh, yeah, okay. People, they go on the visualizer mode in the iTunes and just watch uh, the sound waves move. I didn't realize that we also had an Oculus Rift channel. Oh, that's, yeah. 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 It's coming. It came the week after um, Oculus came out in theaters. It was a tie-in that didn't line up well, which is why that movie didn't do as well as I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> our podcast didn't have that. Brenton, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> Brenton Plates? Yeah. Star of Oculus show. and The Signal? Yeah. <laughs> a movie out now on Blu-ray that we like quite a bit. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, that's that's some show notes stuff. Let's get to uh, Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast, and to better get to... No, no everybody. No everybody. No everybody. No everybody. No everybody. No. No. No everybody. No. 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 Everybody. Comma, no everybody. I should say that audio clip and just use that as the intro for now on. <laughs> yes. Abe, why don't you start this one off? Sure. All right. So you guys are stuck in a beautiful, beautiful island. Are you guys <laughs> cheese connoisseurs, fruit connoisseurs, or baked good connoisseurs? I, I'm glad that you chose the things that the three likely things that would happen if you were trapped on an island. You'd be yes. a, a beautiful island. A beautiful, beautiful island. island. You'd be a connoisseur of what? Cheese, fruit, and what? Or baked goods. Baked, baked goods. goods. I hmm. I guess I'd say baked goods. I think I, I would say fruit. Fruit. Mm. I would say fruit too because baked goods and cheese are not going to bode well on my island. But I could bake fruit into my baked goods. What? <laughs> Little thing and called cheese. blueberry you pie. Che- you could or... get like a strawberry cheese Danish situation happening. Trifecta of connoisseurs. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. You're blowing <laughs> our minds here. This is why it's good <laughs> to have Taylor here too. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the real to the next level. Yeah. Like Leah brings the zaniness that we love, but Ta- yeah. Taylor keeps it grounded. <laughs> I love it. I just like using the word trifecta as much as possible. See, I say hat trick, so that's, you know. Ooh, nice. <laughs> All right, here's my question. Big top hat, monocle, or both? Both. Mm, monocle. Can I wear a fake mustache, too? <laughs> Only if it's snidely. <laughs> that's a good question, actually, yeah. Of course, you'd have to start your own wax shop. The, I'm totally okay Ooh, with nice. that. Or a mustache elixir shop like Neil Patrick Harris does in one, A Million Ways to Die in the West. There you go. Oh, I need to see that. I would go with a hat because I'm really blind and I need two glasses. Two, both eyes need glasses. <laughs> so bifocals? Regular, you, need bi- so, you need bifocals. <laughs> I need bifocals. So I would go with a hat because I also look really good in hats. But, so, oh, I've been told, yeah. so I've been told. Well. Or we have to Photoshop you in a hat. Oh, hashtag yes. brag much. Do I get a white? <laughs> Wait, guys, do I get a white hat or a red hat? Mm, 
I mm, guess it, we'll see how the rest. Yeah, goes. We'll see how the yeah, we'll see how this podcast. <laughs> we'll see goes. how the games go. We'll announce, that, we'll announce it at that. the end of the podcast. <laughs> if you if you if you win games, you get a white hat. Let's put it that right. way. Yeah, I mean that's what I'd go with. Yeah, that's an important part of the show. That's so pretty important. If you win Gauntlet. games, you get a top hat. All right, that was uh, that was what we call no, no everybody. No everybody. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get that out of cookies. TM. Each week or not now, we have one main movie of the week that we have to talk about, but we have always other movies that we see during the week that's not going to be on cookies. TM. I saved it. Yeah. I stumbled a I, bit, yeah, but I got it. Was, it. I picked it back it's up. It's like Derek Jeter's career. You know, you <laughs> saved, saved it. it. Saying that to, thing, to right? the New York girls, no less. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> Go Giants. So is Brett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Pass. So no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just you know. Yeah. Leah, have you seen any other movies this week or any? Uh, not this week, but uh, a couple Re- weeks recent, ago. Yes. Yeah, a couple weeks ago I saw Chum Scrubber for the first time. Oh. That was what? curious. Chum Scrubber. Yeah. Who's in the Chum Scrubber? I know there's the Thumb Sucker, which came out around the same time. It's Very, basically the same movie. Right. Exactly. That one has Keanu um, Reeves. I know that. Which, yeah. Which one's Chum the Chum Scrubber? What is? It's got. Who's like who, the de facto adult actor in that movie? Uh, I forget. Who's what's Voldemort's name? Ray Fiennes. Yeah, that one. He's in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a couple other people. I love that I, I googled. I was Google, I was googling Chum Scrubber and I typed in Chum and obviously Chumbawamba popped up first. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, get well, knocked down. Glad yeah, glad you didn't get knocked down. Ray Fi- um, Jimmy Bell, Billy Elliot. Yeah, I don't know. It was He's interesting. In it. uh, I, it's like an indie flick that I feel like I missed the boat on, so I'm like, eh, okay. Wait, no. Can someone ask this? Is this about boats? Is it about literally scrubbing chum? No. Oh, no. no. Again, Boston Girl wants to know. I <laughs> just need to know. All right, all right, cool. No, definitely not. But, uh, you know, it was it was all right, I guess. I think that, that, came, yeah, that came around like the, that and like the thumb sucker and like Igby goes down. There's like this weird like, uh, trifecta trifecta <laughs> no there's just a lot of like teenage like trick. teenage like indie films that were coming out around that time yeah not that they've really stopped but at the same time I mean, but anyway taylor have you seen any other movies this week or recently um i actually last night watched i'm not proud of this watched uh warm bodies the zombie movie it's warm bodies yeah See, I okay, I really liked it, but I, I like it quite a bit. Like, uh, I thought it was cool. I like it more. Now. I've seen it like Aaron, like Aaron wasn't big on it when we reviewed it. I was I was okay on it, but I've seen it on HBO a lot, and I like I keep like every time it's on, I'll be like, hey, I'll watch this for a while. Like it's just like a fun movie. <laughs> that was one of those movies that I saw the trailer for, and I literally marked it on my calendar to go see it, and for some reason, it disappeared into the abyss. And then I saw it last night on HBO Go, and I was very pleased. You didn't think last Valentine's Valentine's Day 2013, we were like, I need to go see uh, War Bodies. <laughs> I don't know what just... I was doing. I don't know. I, was, I don't know what I was doing last year. I did not have a hot date, so that was not <laughs> an excuse I could have used. <laughs> that <laughs> anyway, remember. that's what I saw. It's all right. This Valentine's Day, we'll be seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Hell yes. Fifty Shades of Grey, and uh, what's the other one that comes out? Um Oh my god, what, there's another movie that comes out on Valentine's Day that's like... That no one will be seeing? Well, no, it's like a perfect like double feature, because like, they're like exact opposites of each other. That's going to bug me so much. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on it, Googling it instantly. Oh my god, what is it? Movies of 2015. What is it going to be? Oh no. Um, oh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> oh, perfect oh hit! Oh my god. A perfect hit! A perfect hit! You can go see Fifty Shades, have lots of sex, and then get 
yourself on acid and go see SpongeBob SquarePants. I, Is I, that how it goes? I agree, except I'd reverse the titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it real interesting. <laughs> I saw right. The Equalizer this week. Oh. Uh, this is, the, of course, the Denzel film that's adapted from the TV show from the 80s, and it is not a good movie. I did not like The Equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, we've seen Denzel do his kind of his action thing in the past. Uh, he's been doing it before Liam Neeson started doing it, as far as kind of prestige actors and B-movies go. But The Equalizer, it's not, it's not good. It's, it's, far, it's, a hundred and, it's 130 minutes. It's way too long. It's quite long. And it's like it's it doesn't want to be pulpy enough like it should be, and it but it also like the seriousness is underplayed because it, like everyone that's not Denzel Washington or the main villain who's like super over the top but like at least watchable is just an idiot. Like every, every other person is like, well, and like it, the action becomes more and more absurd as it goes on. Now to its credit, it doesn't have a ton of action. It is far more like sorrowful and meditative. Um, then I guess I, it could have been, but at the same time, I don't need to see two hours and ten minutes of Denzel coasting in a movie because that's what he does. Like it's not a challenging role; it's just like he's a guy who works at like a Home Depot type place and starts avenging people at night. So it's basically a superhero movie for Denzel Washington. So Chloe Griffin doesn't put on a purple costume. And... <laughs> so here's my here's so here's my question because I I've been wondering this ever ever since. Well, just recently in just movies that I've seen her in. Do you okay. think she's actually a good actress? Uh, hard like, to what, say. What do you point, what do you, what do you point to? I think the verdict's to? still out. What do you, yeah, point, yeah, what do you point to? Because people want to say, like, kick-ass is great, but, like, what is she doing in the movie that makes her a great actress? She's swearing and doing or having her stunt double kick people's ass, but what, is right. that, what does that mean? How does that make yeah, her a good actress? It's tough to say. I haven't seen... Because she gets a lot of credit, and I'm not sure what movie it is that makes her, like, the next big thing. I don't see she that. She gets credit because she's cool. Like, cause, yeah. I, mean, the movie, the I just mo- want to be her friend. Yeah, like I'd I'd like to know her. Why do I want to be her friend? I could be like Jennifer Lawrence's friend. She's our age, and she seems cool. Like, and she's dating Chris Martin. Yeah, yeah and I can. Yeah, be he's Martin. like writing songs about her. Yeah, then we can get into some real trouble. That's a Coldplay reference. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Coldplay. Okay. FYI. <clears throat> oh, that just reminded me though. I saw Flight this week. See, I don't like oh. Flight either. <laughs> I, don't, I do not. Like I that did not like it. Oh man, I, I, I virtually high five you right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't like it. I think Denzel's. I think Denzel's good in it. I, I, I can give him that. But that. Yeah, be... and I, I think it's a really good portrayal of like substance abuse because mm. I think it's usually like glorified or I like it, you know, I think much it's... more extreme. I think it's a really real portrayal of it. Fair to an extent. I just think it's it's a portrayal of substance abuse. But I've seen better, including one of that year called Smashed with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Jesse oh, Pinkman yeah. himself, Aaron. Aaron Paul. Paul. Now, and that movie is also an hour shorter and much better than Flight. <laughs> yeah, it was really long. I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. It's I really could, long with like John Goodman coming in like at the end. Oh, yeah. like, hey, Bruce we need Smith. random comedy yeah. to happen right now in the midst yeah, of all this. Yeah, he made the film. <laughs> for sure. I also saw, speaking of substance I saw Thank You for Sharing about sex addiction, and that was, I thought, really good for what it was. Anyway, just FYI. Oh, good. That's that's the, that's the essence of quickies right there. You brought it up. Exactly. You gave a, you came across a quick opinion, and it's done. T F T F. So if all that said, don't see the equalizer. That's the message. T F. <laughs> Can we make that a shirt? What's it, What's weird equalizer. is that so Denzel Washington's like he's never done a sequel. That's why he's like one of the few people that can say that. Him and like Kevin Costner are like some uh, just some of the few like big action or like big actor people that have never done like sequels or joint franchises that kind of thing and so now equalizer it's open to like 35 million and it 
it's I mean, as I've described, it's already, it's already like a superhero film, essentially. Um, and he, he even has like spider senses in this movie. I'm not kidding. Like he like walks into a room. <laughs> what? He walk, he does. He walks into a room and he's and he like looks around and he like this the the base. Oh, that's what the, the trailer is all about. All like, right? he, yeah, the base gets yeah. all heavy. He looks. He he scans the room and he says, he, as you see in the trailer, he he like has like 16 seconds and he starts his he starts his watch and like oh, proceeds yeah. to beat up everybody and then ends his watch. He's like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, look at all that asking. I just did this amount of time. You'd think that Instagram would want to capitalize on that. The Equalizer can destroy a room in 16 seconds. Take a video on Instagram in the same amount Wouldn't of time. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> he has, he has oh a 15-second Instagram video of him kicking ass. Yep. You're welcome, Instagram. You're TM. welcome. You heard it here first. Yeah, but because of the movie, I mean, it has, it, like, it can go... I can see how further entries can exist. This might be, like, the first time Denzel Washington gets, like, a sequel to a movie. Um, assuming we don't get three guns in the near future. <laughs> Who's the third gun, Donnie Wahlberg? Obviously. <laughs> and then four guns, Don Cheadle will be back, and it'll be a it'll be a crossover sequel with Devil in a Blue Dress. It'll be great. That would be <laughs> I'm done with uh, '90s Denzel Washington references, and we can move on now. Let's get to trailer talk here. Um, each week we can talk about one new movie trailer and what we thought of it when it's coming out and what have you. And this week, in honor of Leah Ducey being on the show and her big very present, we have the trailer for Tim Burton's new film, Big Eyes. Um, this is a film. It's a it's a it's a, bi, a biopic I, of sorts, I guess, uh, about an American artist named Margaret Keane, played by Amy Adams. She had a husband who claimed credit for a lot of her work during the fifties and sixties. And this is a film about that. The husband's played by Christoph Waltz. Um, it's a Tim Burton film. It looks decidedly un-Tim Burton in a lot of right. ways, but we'll, yeah. get, we'll get to that. With that said, let's just go to you guys. Uh, Taylor, what do you think of the trailer for Big Eyes? Um, well, I just watched it about five minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I completely agree. That was my first thought. Not I, if you hadn't, if I didn't know it was Tim Burton, I would have never guessed that. The only thing that's Tim Burton about this film so far are the big eyes and the paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it looks really good. I like biopics a lot, and I think that. I'm interested to see Amy Adams because in the trailer, I can't tell if this is going to be a quirky movie or a, like a serious biopic. Mm -hmm. Like it's got a, like a funky vibe to it. So I'm interested to see some more stuff before release, but I'm, I'm definitely down to go see it. Leah. Uh, you guys know I hate Amy Adams. I did not know that. What do you Oh, well, I, I thought how much I hate her before. Uh, yeah, for what? Actually, despise her. I don't know. I just I don't think she's talented. She took all the roles that you're also auditioning for. <laughs> uh, Clearly, can't Julie, believe her. Julia. I perfected <laughs> my Julia Child voice, <laughs> and she just stole it from me. I mean, that's Meryl Streep. I think you actually hate Meryl Streep and not Amy Adams. That's <laughs> and that's fair. We can America's Sweetheart of Meryl Streep. No, that's Sandy Bullock. That's uh, <laughs> Sandy oh, Bullock. Oh, Sandy. Gotcha. Yeah. No, she, no, Meryl, Meryl Streep's re- is they're like these like your resident aunt. <laughs> it's like your, your lovely aunt Meryl Streep. Uh, I don't know. I I wish it were more whimsical looking. I agree. I don't think it's very Tim Burton-y quite yet. But I my love for Christoph Waltz. I was going to say the Waltzinator. Yeah. For Amy Adams. So I I will definitely go see it. And you know I'm I'm excited about it. I'm glad that Tim Burton's putting something else out there in the world. But I don't know. I'm I'm a little wary. Abe, uh, I do agree with Taylor in that it's. Um, I'm not sure where it stands tonally if it's going to be Tim Burton quirkiness, 
uh, or if it's going to be a little bit more downplayed and a little bit more about the story. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be like a giant dream sequence where uh, Helena Bottom Carter and Johnny Depp show up in all black. <laughs> I certainly hope so. It's going to be it's going to be very very much like Pee Wee's Playhouse. But <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see it primarily because the storyline is very intriguing, and I, I'm curious to see how I guess how much of a, a douchebag Christoph Waltz is going to be in the movie. Um, I'm really curious to see how the other shoe is going to drop and, you know, he's going to get some comeuppance, hopefully. Uh, I've never read any of the source material or, or read the actual story, but I probably will after this podcast, right afterward. I'm going to just Google everything about it. Yeah, I um, I honestly think that they're just, high, like, whatever Tim Burton-ness is in this movie, I think it's just being hidden. Like, I, I get that it's obviously fitting more of a prestige-quality film. It's a, it's a big Weinstein release. It comes out in December. Um, it has Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz and multiple nominee Amy Adams here. I mean, it, it, and it's you know a biopic set in the in a period setting, so it has the makings of a movie that could you know rake in awards when the time comes. But with that said, I do think there's probably more than this trailer is letting on as far as the Tim Burton quality of it. I mean, the trailer doesn't even really say from the mind of Tim Burton. It just has it like at the very end, like Tim Burton directed this. Like it, it's, <laughs> it, it seems to be very much underselling the fact that this is a new Tim Burton movie. The only sneak is when she's in the grocery store and you look over yeah. and that woman has really big eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want more of that. Now with that said, um, this is from the uh, screenwriting team that was uh, responsible for Ed Wood. Um, which is what many people consider Tim Burton's best film. Uh, it's a funny film. It's it's a it's a good one. It's a wonderful film. Yeah. I just watched it this past week actually, um, and I I, I think Johnny this, that's one of my favorite Johnny Depp performances easily too. He's so chipper and optimistic. It's amazing mm-hmm. that movie. Um, so, but I am excited about that reteaming of Tim Burton and the uh, that duo, uh, Scott Alexander and Larry Karasvetsky. Uh That's a fun name. Um, <laughs> let alone this cast is fantastic: Christoph Waltz, Amy Adams, Danny Houston, Kristen Ritter, Jason Schwartz, and Terrence Stamp. I mean, that's just a lot of good stuff right there. Dream team. Yeah, and like I, I can't say I'm not necessarily like bored of the Depp, Bonham Carter, Burton hat trick. Oh, I'm not. Uh, but um, <laughs> but I, but it is you know yeah. it's exciting to see him move into a different you know realm here where he's going into like big fish territory again. Which... Right, Billy Ooh, Groves is yeah. actually gonna make a cameo in this movie. Yeah, as a fish. <laughs> he, he voices the fish. Here's my question. Deep Roy does the motion capture for the fish though. <laughs> From beyond the grave. Here's my question. You're Tim Burton and you have like a cornucopia of scripts in front of you. What about this story? Do you think he was like yes? Well, a biopic about art. He, he's doing it for his grandkids. For one, for one thing, Deep Roy's not dead. I don't know where that came from. Maybe. Oh, he's uh, not? But yeah, he's, he's not dead. Who am I thinking of? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Apologies. I, I, I think it's the kind of the, the the nature of kind of this kind of art. So, I mean, it's about people with big eyes. Tim Burton has capitalized yeah, on that throughout that. a lot of his career. Um, and maybe just I think the story just might have intrigued him. Is Keen still alive? Uh, that's a fun question. Let's see. Because that could be interesting if all of a sudden he gets a knock on the door and he's like, hey, would you direct my movie? I have art with big eyes. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh, well, there you go. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, the husband is the, the, the former husband is, is no longer with us. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's why it's definitely making this movie <laughs> being right. made because he Makes can't sense. say anything about it. It's probably because he's wrong, guys. Come on. R.I.P. But yeah, Big Eyes, Horizon Theaters, uh, Christmas Day, uh, 
this December, obviously. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure if that's a it'll be a wide or not really. It's a Weinstein comedy release, but it is like Christmas and it is like Tim Burton of stars and things. So it'll probably be you know, Christmas good, is going to be all about the Hunger Games, y'all. And, that, wait, isn't that's it into the woods out too. Into oh, okay. into into the woods and um. Uh, hot tub time machine too. Hot tub, hot, hot hot tub time machine too. No, that's all. That's that's like a couple weeks before Christmas. Paddington. <laughs> Paddington Bear. Oh, <laughs> that scary ass trailer. Yeah, I know. He he. That's a lot of house damage that oh, yeah. the insurance company's gonna have to clean up. Yeah, there's into the woods, big eye. There's like some. That's got a lot of competition. The interview. The interview. That no, that's what that's what it is. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, the interview. Yeah. And unbroken. There it is. Unbroken. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's get to our main review now. Let's get to the main film review for the Box Trolls. In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside, beastly creatures roam the night. Box trolls. Box trolls are monsters. At least that's what everyone's been told. <laughs> Welcome to the magical world of the Box Trolls, where one lucky boy lives happily with his unusual family. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for the Box Trolls. This is the new film from Leica, as I mentioned at the top. Uh, set in a world that combines steampunk, Roald Dahl, and Charles Dickens, the Box Trolls is the latest animated effort from Leica Studios, where in a town is both top-dwelling society of humans and an underdwelling society of creatures known as Box Trolls. These creatures are apparently feared, but they are really just shy scavengers. They also have among them a boy, a young boy, who was abducted as a baby for various reasons. But with that in mind, an exterminator, voiced by Ben Kingsley, has been hired to get rid of the box trolls because people are fearing that they're eating up babies and stuff. So it'll be up to the young boy and a new ally, voiced by Elle Fanning, to keep them safe. The box trolls, that is, not the exterminator. He's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of things here. With that said, uh, let's start with Leah. Leah, are you if you're a fan of Leica, I believe? Yeah. You can yeah. be super excited for the box trolls, I believe. I... I was, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the movie? I, uh, I was disappointed, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Good, we don't like liars on this podcast. <laughs> the animation was incredible. I, I'll give it that. I many times questioned whether or not it was actually stop motion that I was watching, just because it it was so fluid and you know all, perfectly done, perfectly executed. But I, it was so dark. And, you know, I'm all about the dark and macabre, but it, for for what it was, it, to me, wasn't quirky enough or cute enough or, I don't know, it just, it didn't, it didn't get me in the way that the trailer did. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really very bummed out about it, to be honest. I'm going to say right now <laughs> that I disagree with everything you just said. But oh, <laughs> oh. We'll get oh, and there. we have a fight. All right. <laughs> Taylor, a good one then. Taylor, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I saw the trailer and I was really excited. It was going to be this whole new world situation. It was going to be cutesy, but I didn't expect it to be this dark. Um, there were some parts where I was legitimately worried for some of the kids in the audience because it was really scary. And... Which that in itself is fine, but like Leah said, I think it needed to pick a side. Animation was great, but uh, yeah, just underwhelmed. I mean, as you know, Lee and I frequent the rated G movies throughout the course of the year. 
and <laughs> of many that we've seen, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, of many that we've seen going to 10 a.m. matinees on Sundays, we <laughs> I, wasn't. You know, there's not one thing that I walked out and said I want to. You know, quote this for the rest of my life. I only laughed like one or two times. You're not going to say let's shake hands and start shaking your hands. That's not a thing you're going to do. Probably no. Yeah. Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, like like I said to Leah, a, uh, you know, a franchise movie, this is not. So, but, you know, that that's my take. Abe? I'm also waiting for the, the Leah and Taylor 10 a.m. podcast. So, <laughs> I'll be looking out for that one on iTunes. Taylor and Leah at 10. Yeah. Ooh. A 10 a.m. G-rated movie podcast. Damn. Listen, we have to fight those kids in line to get those tickets in <laughs> Braille. And you don't even know. We got our tickets an hour early. Do you two, yep. like, stack up on each other, like in that Tiny Detective spoof thing? <laughs> that was a good one on, uh, on Funny or, Funny or Die. With Ellen uh, Page and Kate Mara. Oh, Kate oh it's hilarious. <laughs> That's how I feel most of the time. Abe, what did you think about the movie? <laughs> no, I thought the movie was good. I don't know if it was... Uh, I didn't like it as much as Paranorman or Coraline. Um... I thought that the story was, it, it had these undertones of uh, these adult themes of uh, social hierarchy and also about um, almost like this this very sad theme of trying to be somebody that you're not, um, which they sort of talk about later. But I, I didn't think that it was explored as, as much as it could have been. Also, I think that the box trolls, they're, I was really intrigued by their story rather than the human story, and I'm kind of bummed out that they had to kind of go back and forth and they spent some time with some some adults that I didn't really care for primarily because the adults in this film especially the parent of uh Elle Fanning's father uh voiced by Jared Harris that guy's just a, a giant tool and about uh, the whole entire notion of running this island that they live on because they're white hats and doing ridiculous things with the money that they earn. Instead of building a hospital, they, they buy cheese, um, which was frustrating. I did have a few laugh-out-loud moments. Um, uh, I think one of the best jokes in there was uh, this very quick-witted humor about how do I get to Courage Street? Milk turns into it. Um, <laughs> but and, yeah. yeah, yes, exactly. That was the, the one, one, the one man band yeah. yeah, the one-man band guy just like, had that put him... It just, like, the symbol falls. Um I'd watch that one-man band to follow me anywhere I go. <laughs> He's dedicated, guys. Yeah. But, like, all... The... Oh, go ahead. The drum roll? The drum roll, and he's, like, exhausted. <laughs> he's just, like, exhausted at the end. Yeah. But, like, all Like a Movies, they did have uh, this sort of uh, darker undertone. I don't know if it was as dark as maybe Leah and Taylor. Maybe I'm missing the part or that they're referring to. Hopefully they can get into it. But I hope so, uh, too, because I don't see that at all. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, all right. I, did, I did have, like, some... The, the darker elements of it that I didn't... Uh, that I thought, you know, was true to like, uh, especially with like the backstory. Um, but for the most part, it's a good movie. It's uh, not one that uh, I do agree that maybe some children might be questioning, you know, what happens to one of the red hats later. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's okay. It's not in my pantheon of Leica movies. I mean, it's 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 easily the lesser of the three Leica films. I give you that. That's easy. That's an easy 
statement to make. But it, it's the darkness thing confused me because I like compared to a movie where you're sewing you know button eyes onto humans and like a character literally dies on top of Norman while he wrestles around with it. I don't I don't I don't know where the where the darkness is and like cute little monsters that are like scavenging and making little weird noises like minions. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know where the darkness is in there. There's certainly sad things. There's a sorrowful tone in it as like as, as want to do. Uh, but I don't I don't see it as a dark film. I think it's their their most their cheeriest actually compared to the other three or the other two between Coraline and Paranorman. I agree with you, Abe, a lot about the the role of of some of the humans. I do th- I think the 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 parents of El Fanning and just that the white hat society. I don't th- I don't I didn't necessarily need a lot of that, but I did like the examination of the villains. I did like that there's a lot of Ben Kingsley. Um, getting to understand who he... I thought that was a different take on this kind of story. I mean, it, as opposed to just focusing entirely on box trolls and eggs, which I think could have gotten tiresome. I, I, I like that having that balance between them and have and the villain putting that in the forefront. I thought that made for an interesting way to take the story, uh, given that I kind of... you. He's certainly a villain, but I understand where things are... where he's coming from, and I like I did like the kind of handle on uh, some roles in society, that which is clear where the theme was coming out from. Mm-hmm. Compared to something like Paranorman, which handled bullying in its own way, I mean, this movie has kind of themes about identity and where you stand in society that I appreciate. I thought that was an interesting thing to go for as far as the elements that the little kids are not going to necessarily register with, but the adults will be like, huh, that's something to take away from this film. I guess that's that was my main problem with it, is that I was expecting more of a children's film, and to like watch it and enjoy myself the way that I did with Paranorman, at least. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Coraline. So, you know, that, but at least Coraline to me was more whimsical in certain ways. And I just, it, I don't know, for some reason, I just couldn't really connect with Box Trolls the way that I was hoping to. Like, I enjoyed myself more watching the trailer for Big Hero 6 and that new movie Home before Box Trolls. And I felt like I enjoyed myself the entire film. I think there was also, like you're saying, the, the thing about <clears throat> roles in society. The the actual real villain, I felt like, was the father of, you know, the yeah. mayor of the town. Yeah. Because he's, you know, there's this whole thing about, well, you uh, we don't want you in society, so maybe if, or we want you to be a white hat, so if you get rid of the box trolls, we'll, we'll let you in. And then, like you said, them doing terrible things with the town's money, and then this is how, you know, Snatcher gets the whole plot together to get the box trolls. And then at the end, I'm not giving anything away, but I don't know if I've, if the main villain ever really gets resolved. I think there's um, a change in the, I mean, there's an obvious change in the town by the end. So I think, yes, I would, yes, I would, there is. I would agree that there's a level of comeuppance that you don't necessarily see, but I don't think that the, I don't think that the father does things that deserve a certain level of come up, of comeuppance in this film compared to no, I mean compared to mis- compared to the snatcher character who's clearly yeah. doing things right, that are right, evil. Right. Of course, <laughs> but of it's course. it's interesting just to like really when evil. you like yeah, I, there's a I mean, there's a character voiced by Simon Pegg in this film that's one of the saddest characters of this year in the new movies that I've seen. Like I'm glad yeah. that he gets clean yeah. shaven though. You know that that part, yeah. part <laughs> jelly, but jelly. Uh, but about the the main character voiced by. Uh, uh, Ben Kingsley, who did who does an amazing job. Um, it was interesting just because you talked about it, Aaron, which is the 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 deeper understanding of his character about why he's doing these things. It's it's really because 
he wants to be accepted by the society and whatever mm-hmm. else. And he's just and, going about it in the wrong way. Right. right, but then at the end, there's this really beautiful line from, like, uh, I, get, I forget who it's from. It might be from uh, Eggs, Eggs himself. He's like, look, man, you don't have to do this. Like, all this stuff is all for naught, and everything that you care about, uh, you should just care about for your, like, you got to do you, which is what it basically mm-hmm. was saying. And um, it's it a beautiful, be like, egg, coming yeah. from the bottom, now I'm here kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, uh, the other thing I want to bring up is, like, the, the politics involved of the father and whatever else. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it's maybe because it's this British uh, source of uh, – the book is based on uh, – is it was published in Britain by the British author. And I'm wondering oh. if maybe there's something about – that society that I just don't understand as, and I, I mean that's, I mean I described it as steampunk, Roald Dahl and Charles Dickens. I think that very much holds up, where adults are not classically portrayed in the best of lights in those, in especially in, in Dickens and Dahl type True. material. Like I, I think it, it, I again, I, I see that frustration. I see where that frustration comes in. And again, I didn't need a ton of Jared, uh, Jared Harris's kind of ambivalence and ignorance to things, but I mean it. it it's. I, I'd rather see an approach like this rather than just like the the same old parents you see in these kind of movies. I thought that was it was a neat way to go. I don't know. It just felt kind of strange to me. Like even the little girl, she she was a bizarre character. She, she was. was an, I liked she her. Was her annoying. She was so annoying. I yeah. I didn't, I didn't like find her. her annoying. I thought she was both funny and very proactive about that, and just like weirdly obsessed with like the macabre. Right. Like, like yeah, exactly. But yeah. like not in a cute way anyway. she's a, a little tiny girl yeah but she, i don't know she just bothered me like whereas yeah, yeah that that kind of thing like especially me personally that i should identify with her character mm-hmm. but and i just didn't at all yeah i mean there's some element of i don't know if it's relatability amongst all the characters or because i go back and forth in my head of saying the setup was too long. They spent way too much time talking about how I, the kid I, grew up. But then at the same time, the parts that I were missing and wanted was more like like emphasis on the box trolls and on their world, which would have required more setup. So I'm kind of I'm going I'm conflicted back and forth with myself with what I don't know. But like what else could you get from the box think, trolls world? I think like, for what me else personally I just, I would have enjoyed more, like, little, tiny, quirky, cutesy things. What's going on? Why aren't they ripping out our eyeballs and eating our faces? And where are the rivers of blood and mountains of bones? I was promised mountains of bones! I told you we don't eat people. Why do you keep saying we? You're not one of them. You're a boy. No, I'm not. I'm a box troll. Eggs, the box troll. Oh, really? Then let's see you fit in your box. I, I can't right now. Mm-hmm. I'm long-boned. <laughs> and you don't talk like them. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. Your ears aren't pointy. I slept on them funny. Oh, for goodness sake. Like that little character, the box troll with the oil can. I loved that box troll. Like, I wish there would have been a cute little, like, even more so of what he was doing, there would have been a little side story about him. Or about, like, how they picked their special boxes that they wear. Like, I don't know why shoes was called shoe. (laughs) You know, like, why that box? 
I, like, I understood sweets because, like, all of his teeth were rotted out and he wore dentures. So, like, that made sense to me. But I don't know. It just, it, it, I was just hoping it would be more cutesy and fun. And I wasn't expecting them to go into, you know, uh, have a big blubbering villain that had to get leeches on his face to, like, get back to normal. Like, that to me was really dark. <laughs> funny to me that he has to get leeches on. Uh, I, I just, I don't... There's a, I don't... This is just a weird bit of irony involving what he's after and what he's obsessed with and conditions that his character has that prevent him from naturally being able to consume certain things. There's, but I think there's... even that for, like, a kid's film, like, they don't... They wouldn't understand that. Like, little kids don't know what leeches are, you know? That's... It's yeah, perhaps. <laughs> oh, that was the part I thought was the scariest. If I was a little kid, I'd be like, "Ew, gross!" Because I had bad leech experiences when I was little. I just think kids that know Coraline and know Paranorman are, are and or the parents taking these kids are aware of what they could be getting into. I feel a movie that has people sewing buttons on eyes is far scarier than anything that's in the box trolls. Yeah, Wait, did I miss a did I miss a dark discussion? A little bit oh. about, about leeches. Would so you find leeches? Oh, the dark? leeches! I, I guess if you don't know what they do, then you wouldn't understand. But I didn't think it was as dark as a giant, like, allergic face in my face. Um, right? Yeah. What? With, with like, with like a busting gut, or I'm sorry, like a busting lip, and I was like, wow, this is. I mean, I there were a lot of children in my viewing, which was at 9 p.m. Um, and I don't think that they had an issue with it, so maybe they all read the book and were like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how uh, I thought it was going to be. Maybe. <laughs> I like how these kids <laughs> in your screen are, like, really snooty, apparently. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also add, I really like Nick Frost and Richard Iode talking as existential henchmen. Yes! Just, like, yes. Yeah. That, they, were, they were great. They and were it, the best The other henchman was really not good. I, like, I didn't I, know that the other henchman was Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is also there. Right. Because uh, like he's mainly just going, ha-ha! Like, he's not... Yeah, any, he's, like, like he's swinging just... on a chain. Yeah. Right. But that's... I, I mean, I, I wrote this in my written review. In a world where we're going to get, like, Minions movies and Penguins movies, I'd much rather just see Nick Frost and Richard Iode just debate the merits of philosophy in oh, yeah, so spin-off. I mean, the Nick Frost one was... it. That one also gave you some more, like, social insight of, like, you know, what... Do they even understand the dichotomy of good versus evil? And the, right, exactly. So like, oh. funny. I'm 60 yeah. to 70 percent sure that uh that we're still the we're still the good guys yeah also it took me a long time to figure out richard i i what iode iode i was like that guy sounds really familiar who is it and i was like oh yeah yeah it's the guy from the it crew uh, the it crew i like that it has nick frost and simon pipe but they're not together at all <laughs> yeah i i it took me a while to figure out that that was nick frost too. and i haven't talked about eggs that much but i really what's the isaac hempstead wright from game of thrones the he's the cripple of game of thrones i i think he did a fine job as this kid i, I like oh <laughs> that's who he is okay <laughs> also i feel like between paranorman how to Train Dragon in this movie, the main leads all look very similar. They have like the tall, skinny, brown hair situation, moppy yeah. hair going on. Yeah, yeah. Him and Paranorman, especially. I can. Yeah. Or Norman. Well, so. I mean, Paranorman tries to. Uh, Norman tries to comb his hair, but it just goes. <gasps> it just goes back up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Meanwhile, 
Where's like some redheaded kids in? Well, the girl was. The girl's redheaded. Yeah, was the father. That's true. Oh yeah, and brave. Hello, I guess I'm meeting boys. Give me some ginger boys in the next one. Maybe a blonde haired blue eyed kid. Get some like. Oh yeah, we need you more. You want to get Aryan up in here? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. We're getting Aryan real quick. Go I on. think Casey Affleck's like Aryan, you and and his little brothers are ginger and paranormal. So there you go. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Oh yeah, go. that's right. <laughs> I got, I got into my life. I swear. I swear. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I still just I'm yeah, I'm, I'm bummed out. Walked out. Laughing. I mean, yeah, I I can totally understand that. I guess because I'm kind of half in that boat too. So I get that it's not maybe something that people uh, would I guess put on par with some of the other like films. But at the same time, I think it had to have its merits, and I do wish that if it was. A little more of like an adult themed in terms of uh, going through some of these other adult themed. That's why I like. It. No, I, I wish that they kind of. It took me a while to to see which themes are were the most prevalent. I suppose so. Um, if they explored that a little more, but at the same time, it's like this young adult slash children's book. So, what am I gonna do? So is Coraline, and so is Par- or Paranorman's original. But so is Coraline. I mean, they, it's not like you didn't know what like it does going in, not going into this Eve. No, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to jump out of any, you know, past arguments that I've made. It's just I would have liked to see it explored a little bit more, just a little bit more. <laughs> Those white hats, I need to know what they're all about, minus all their cheese. You know what they're all about? They're on cheese. Yeah, such ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, they never, they never went into the backstory of the white hat versus red hat. Where did they come from? And also, there's only like one group of red hats. Yeah, what's that about? I feel like I got it. I feel like you're just you're 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 asking for more time spent on this thing where I think it's very I know, I know. You know what it is though? You're saying how it's based in in the book was written in Europe. I know in Australia that workers wear orange shirts, like maintenance workers, that's like a thing. Maybe it's derived from something out of that. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. It's basic hierarchy. You just understand. It's like these people are lower class. Does it matter why? No. That's just how societies function. There's people that are higher up and there's people that are lower. And this movie's about like one percenters being dicks while you have these red hats. (laughs) Let let alone underground creatures that can't come out at night because people are fearing that they'll eat their children. There's there's plenty there to like to think about on your own time than having the movie just spell it out for you. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, yeah, fair. I need more backstory slash less setup slash. I'm still sure. really surprised. I'm with you, Jaren. I really am. Well, what? Oh, I just said I'm. I'm just. I'm just really surprised that you loved it as much as you did. I uh, again, I certainly acknowledge that it's not as good as Coraline or Paranorman, but I I still enjoy it for a lot of reasons, including the, I mean, I you mentioned the animation early on, and I agree with you. I think the animation and just these creatures and these. I mean the 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 influence of steampunk on this film, where I think like Leica's done a good job of kind of distinguishing each of their films, where they look they both look like Leica films and look like separate films from each other. They don't look all the True. same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like Cor- like uh, Coraline, because that's a Henry Selleck movie, and that looks like a Henry Selleck movie. And Paranorman has its own like zombie vibe going on, like a horror like a B horror movie mixed with like Goonies or whatever you want to call it. And then Box Trolls is like this weird steampunk movie that happens to be in this. Stop animate. I just, I just, I like all that. I, I really, there's a lot that I can admire about this film that makes me look past some of its flaws, which I'm aware it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's just, that's, that's why I'm so high on it, I guess. And it's just, you know, it's different from other things. Like, I, I, this is true. As compared to something like Planes, Fire, and Rescue, one of the very few animated films that have come out this year, which is a little surprising, 
Um, Everyone's forgetting about Legends of Oz, Dorothea's Return. <laughs> and everyone did forget about Mr. Peabody and Sherman, but whatever. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I can't Aww. forget about that. <laughs> oh, Ty Burrell, I'm so sorry. But in a, in a world where How to Train Your Dragon 2 doesn't become, like, the biggest movie of the summer, I, I'm, I'm happy to at least support this other movie. <laughs> this Fair is true. enough. Fair enough, yeah. I agree with Leah there. Fair enough. Go oh. That was Taylor. That was Taylor. That was Taylor. Get it My together, bad. Abe. Uh, I don't know. I it, well, I guess I'm getting into callbacks a little bit early. We can do that now. Back. We can rate the movie real quick. When we get to okay. It. Okay. okay. Let's rate the movie. When do people go see this movie? The Box Trolls. Uh, I don't think you need to see it in theaters. Okay. Personally. Wait, what are the categories again? I want to. I want to. It's just a just a general idea of of when you think people should go see this movie. If someone asked you, like, when should I see Box Trolls? What would you say? I'm going to say what I always say, man. At my parents' house late at night when there's nothing else on TV. <laughs> like, That's how I saw Matrix. To... That's how I'll see box drills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at, like, everyone's gone to bed and you don't want to go to sleep yet and it's 2 a.m. and you're like, yeah, I never saw box drills. I'll see it now. <laughs> I would be scared if I saw that at night before bed. Abe? Uh, I'd say uh, DVD, uh, Blu-ray. They see it in theaters. Give it some money. It might like it to make more movies, more good oh, yeah. original, I mean, I make more origi- good original movies, and not be like, "Yep, like a time, like a teamed up with Marvel." Now here it comes, guys. Here's the new. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> they couldn't make money on their own, so here you go. Here's your here's your remake from Leica. Oh, that's me. Uh, movie callback. Let's get to it. Callback, callback, callback. These were callback. some of the films I might have thought of during or during or after. I said during twice because I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Leah, what were you gonna say? Corpse Ride. Yeah, a lot of corpse bride to me. Um, the, just the some of the characters were very reminiscent of you know similar characters. I guess it's kind of typical henchmen sort of. You know, they have the same sort of portly figure and then really skinny figure and then really short and stumpy. But uh, definitely corpse bride and obviously the other, you know, like a films. Yeah, like why do everybody have fupas in this movie? Like for <laughs> real, I said it. <laughs> I can tell you right now, Corpse Ride, I remember nothing about because that movie was very different. You don't remember the and... piano theme? Nope. Oh my god. I was oh, I was so that's a movie that's a movie I was excited about and was very disappointed by. Uh, well, we can trade. <laughs> Cuz I love Corpse Ride. I wanted to and I have I have no record I remember kind of enjoying it at the time and a week later I have no idea what was going on. <laughs> womp womp. Taylor um, all right, Leah took mine, and now I'm panicking. <laughs> okay, the only thing I can think of right now is it had a Ninja Turtle vibe with the sewer hole covers, manhole covers. What are those things called? Uh, the things, the circle things. Yep, in the street. That's, I call pants, that's exactly I, what you call them. I call pants okay. manhole covers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that. <laughs> So many layers to that one. Um, and then also, be, you know, going down in the sewer, and it had a very, like, April discovers the Ninja Turtles down in there with the, you know, with the girl finding out about their world and blah, blah, blah. And then with the stop motion, you know, all those other stop motions, like the one with the dog. Oh, my God. I'm, a ter- I'm just going to stop. Ninja Turtles. That's all I'm doing. Okay. That's all I got. Dog? Wallace and Gromit? Thank you. Oh, there you go. Abe? Uh, I thought of Elf. Jeez, Jeez. Uh, I thought of Elf primarily because of um, the story with eggs, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, that's almost that's like Elf." Good. Yeah, I see that. All right. 
Uh, I had a few uh, like a movies, obviously. Where the Wild Things Are came to mind. Uh, James and the Giant Peach came to mind. Oh, oh wow. Wallace, Wallace and Gromit came to mind. Um, a little movie called Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and Fred oh, Savage man. came to mind. Fred Savage? Wow. Yep. The original Monsters, Inc.? That's a way to look at it. And Snowpiercer came to mind, actually. Snowpiercer, eh? Because it's so dark. Because of the societal themes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I throw in Ah, Real Monsters Nope, too late. Well? It's too late. Ah! Yeah, yeah, she could throw in Ah, Real Monsters. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, Ickes. Um, <laughs> and Crumb and Oblivia. That's a, that's what? A, that's a Oblina. Show. Oblina, sorry. Yeah, Obli- yeah, Oblivia would be a ridiculous name. <laughs> Uh, she would look like a candy cane in a Tim Burton movie. Lol. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was movie callbacks. Callback, callback, callback. Before we get on to ex- some exciting feedback, let's do a little sponsor work. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. I'm uh, sorry, AudibleTrial.com. So podcast. There are over 150,000 titles on Audible to choose from. Um, it's an audiobook service, of course, where you can find a book that you want to listen to as opposed to read, because why not, right? Abe, do you have a book to recommend? I do. It's called Something Wicked This Way Comes, written by Ray Bradbury, narrated by Kevin Foley. It's eight hours and 20 minutes long of free service if you sign up with uh, our link. Yeah, if you go to audibletrial.com, you can download that book or any of the other books that you're disposable to choose from. And if you like the service, you can keep it. If you don't, you get to, you can get rid of that service, but you get to keep the book that you download for free anyway. So be a winner. Read or listen. Audibletrial.com. There you go. Thanks. Okay, let's do a little feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. This is where we go over some of the various <laughs> answers and questions that we had on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast, where we asked our listeners various questions, and they gave us various answers. And Leah and Taylor, feel free to give us your answers if you have any. Um, so here we go. Here's the first one. Uh, we did not do a full episode on The Equalizer this week, but with that said, what are your favorite TV shows turned movies? Philip has The Last Airbender and Pokemon and Star Trek. I'm, wow, The Last Airbender? I, I, yeah. I, oh. mm. I, <laughs> <laughs> and you thought we were disagreeing about box trolls. Yeah, we might have a huge disagreement. <laughs> Philip, we might have to chat with you, buddy. Uh, after he's, I mean, he, he already told us about his Okinawa days a little bit. So. That's true. A uh, friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, has The Fugitive, which is the correct answer, and The Adams Family <laughs> Values. Uh, best Picture nominee, The Fugitive. Uh, Matt Terrell has Futurama, if you count the movies. My response was, nope. Uh, oh, <laughs> I still like you, Matt. I mean, they're, they're fine. I like I love Futurama, but those movies, are just, they, were just, they were just long episodes cut up into pieces for the TV show. Like It wasn't like they went into theaters or anything like that. Um, Joe has, not sure if the SNL movies count, Blues Brother, Wayne's World, etc., but if not, I think they do. If not, I'll go with Mission Impossible films. Uh, Corey has 21 Jump Street, and I actually really like the A-Team movie. I actually really like the A-Team movie, too, Corey. I think that's a fun movie. Uh, and Jason has 21 Jump Street and the Mission Impossible films. Not bad. The Power Rangers movie. Everyone's forgetting that. Jeez. Come on, guys. No one's forgetting this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add in, and I'm going to wait for the yell and screaming afterwards, but Sex in the City movies. Don't hate because you ain't, people. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> no comment. Double echo. <laughs> Another question we had is, uh, do you have a favorite place to hide? You know, primarily because of box trolls hiding in the sewers. And their boxes. Yeah, and they won't come out. 
Uh, Joe has, yes, right behind you, which made me turn around. Matthew writes, yeah, I like to put my hides in my hunting room with all my deer heads. Pretty clever. Yeah, he's got jokes. (laughs) Philip writes, in plain sight with Vincent D'Onofrio's private pile expression, which is very creepy. Yeah, he put a link to to a picture of, I think, Abe in his fat days, or Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket, one of them. (laughs) Why you gotta come out like that, dog? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Jason writes, the bat cave. That's what I also call my manhole cover. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Uh, real quick. Yeah, for real. Uh, Jape Man writes, uh, one of my favorites, there's no place to hide. <laughs> I, I, I like to think he wrote that. And he, he just wrote it all hood, like, there was no place to hide, period. No place to Watching hide, man. Just, like, yeah. drop the mic that he had next to his computer. <laughs> that he has readily available for these things. Exactly. Right. Mike writes, uh, behind the door with a knife. So he's uh, either the wife in The Shining or just, like, you know, some crazy murderer. One of those. Or both. One of those. <laughs> yeah. One, or, you know, he, he's the chef waiting, for the, waiting to cut the cake. And lastly, Ryan writes, uh, ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. Boom. Yeah. Ooh, I second that ball pit. <laughs> yeah, you do. There's probably a better way you could have said that. Moving on. Um, <laughs> favorite creatures from kids' films or more family-friendly type films? Uh, we'll just make this the Little Monsters tribute category. Uh, Matthew has Ewoks and the Brownies from Willow. Mm. Uh, Philip has Totoro, the Balrog from Lord of the Rings, and Fox from Phoenix. From the, the, the Fox of the Phoenix from Harry Potter. I believe he forgot an L there. Oh, so I said it wrong? False. <laughs> It's Fox. This Fox. Really, this is where I remind you guys that like I'm not like huge on Harry Potter, so like I don't okay. <laughs> I don't know these character names on hand. Anyway. Uh, and Jason has Nick Cage, or as I like to call him weird and bizarre creature. But for seriously, <laughs> mine would be Yoda. Thank you, Jason, for making it funny. Weird and bizarre creature. Interesting. Move on to some questions now. Questions you guys asked us. Jason asked us, how would Helen Mirren fit into the Fast and Furious universe? Comfortably. <laughs> Very comfortably, I think oh my God, this be, would be, she'd yeah. be the mother Damn. of the Shaws, and once they get through all the Shaws, they have to go through like the final boss mode. I like that you so remember yes. the name of the villains. Like I like Luke Evans, but I couldn't remember his name though for the life of me. So I'm glad you had that ready to go. <laughs> One of my favorite villains. He's so suave. He's, he's the, nice he's the best villain of the Fast and Furious franchise. That's for sure. I've never seen any of them. Whoa. Wow, you oh, could yeah. watch. You could watch. You could watch three, four, three, five, and six, and be like, yeah, these yep. are pretty good. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I've seen them all. I'm with you. Thank you. Oh, well, I guess we automatically have to have Taylor and Jose back when we do that <laughs> next year. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Aw, R.I.P. <clears throat> yeah, indeed. Um, Eric asks, what films would make for great Broadway musicals? Oh. Ooh. Mm. Well. Let's see, so Sex and the City movie from Taylor. Got that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be an awesome one, actually. Big Broadway musical. Well, Abe, last week we talked about having like Inception be a retro remake, so I'm going to say Inception again as a Broadway musical. Ooh, a, yeah. that'd be rad. We're falling in the van, and it's going really slow. That's one of their songs. Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Dreams. We must get this idea in his head. In the dream. Dreams, in the dream. Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> We're writing it right now. That's a small taste of the Inception musical coming your way, 2022. <laughs> Fund us. Fund us on Kickstarter. We'll make this a reality. We barely have to even mention the Kickstarter because people are just going to give us money regardless. It's just pouring in. Yeah. You know why? 
Because we started from the bottom nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are like Full into the brain. Thank you. Out. We're really yeah. crushing the inside jokes this week at Out Now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Matt asks his favorite movie that was better than the book. That's a great question. Um, hmm. Better. We had a book one last week, too, where I talked, I talked about I that. won't say beautiful creatures. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Pride and Prejudice. Better than the book? Yep. Pride and Prejudice, the the, the Keira Knightley, the Keira Knightley one, the Joe Wright, yep. not the 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 Colin Firth one. All the the score in that is really what makes it for me. Okay, it's Joe beautiful. Joe Wright makes, has films of good scores. He does have, yeah. yeah, he does have excellent scores. Yeah, yeah. true that. True that. Books better. I mean, I like like Fight Club's on par with me. Like I like the book and the movie pretty equally. Book better. Let's see, because there's plenty of movies that are you know Scott Pilgrim among the best of all time that. Are based on books. I guess Jaws is a better movie than the book. Ooh, yeah. But even like things like The Godfather, like there's like, <laughs> or like Shawshank, which is like a short story. I mean, The Godfather is pretty on par with the book too. It is, yeah. So does it make it like better, or is it just like this is a really good representation of that? Yes, yeah, it is pretty good. But uh, then again, I, this is weird because it's different media's. But like, do you want to like sit down and read the book of Godfather? Or do you want to just watch the movie? Like, that's one way to look at it. Scott Pilgrim. Sure. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I mean, I like the. I, I, I think I like the the books more because there's you know six of them as opposed to one two. Yeah. Hours. So it's like, but, um, better. Let's see. Might be one of those re- recurring questions. Questions better yeah. than the movie. I'm uh, totally uh, blanking. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, like, so, I can't all these movies. There's got there, maybe like the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one's called. Those were fun books. So. Oh, good. They're, all Roald Dahl's books are books are good, but I mean, Willy or even Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. You want to keep with World Doll because that that book ends like like halfway into where the movie keeps going. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone yesterday about how it's in my top three films of all time. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yep. Oh. Still oh, never that. seen it. Oh. What? Still never. Seen Leah's it. sitting right next to you. I know. We're gonna we're gonna you know postpone our selfie watching for <laughs> oh, that. No. You know what? I actually I like um, uh, Silence of the Lambs more than the book. I think it. I think it. I've does. never read the book, but I, I, that's one of my favorite movies. I, I, I think. I think that movie does things better than Thomas Harris does in that novel. Um, I'd say Hannibal by default too, but that like neither of those are very good. So, but um, I mean, like, I see. I was gonna mention uh, Clueless, but that's <laughs> primarily because I, I'm I'm not huge on uh, a Shakespeare play. No, 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 no. It's based off of Emma, but I forget who writes Emma. Um, Jane Austen, yeah. That book was a chore to get through. But I was like, Clueless is actually not bad. Oh, it is by Jason. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, Tammy the Shrew? Yeah. With uh, <laughs> you, you, Did you say that book's not bad to Jane Austen? Is that what you just said? No, the movie's not bad. Oh, the movie's not bad. He's like, you know, Emma, Emma by Jane Austen, not bad. <laughs> it's kind of long. Not bad. Kind of long. I'm not going to lie. It's a decent... Uh... Tough to get through, like, chapter 36. <laughs> <laughs> Any other answers on this one? Yeah. I think I'm blanking yeah. on something like huge. I mean, I miss a Rob. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll right. get that one in the can. Right. TBD. TBD. Yeah. TBD. Got it. Okay, let's move on then. Let's um get to uh. Games. Hey, what a. Whoa. Games. Uh, she's got a gun I, and she's it, jumping is it, it. Is it times for games? like you pulled that out of like a, a rag, rusty old teddy bear 
decapitated one. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, that is the uh, improv theme for games. And I have a game this week, guys. It is called yes. Boxed In. What? Uh, oh, that's a great reaction. Using the help of IMDb's keyword system, I was able to find a number of films that involve boxes of some sort. So I'm going to just read a vague description of a movie, and you have to guess what that movie is. So this should be a. Some of these should be pretty easy. Some of these might be a little harder, but well, we'll see. And of course, answer by saying your name first to buzz in, and then Ugh, go from there. I always forget. Yeah, and I'll. I, I we will spite you on this podcast if you forget this. <laughs> this is big. This is big for uh, for Taylor, of course, this week if she wins big. games. Yep. So. White hat. Yeah. Well, on the line. Is white yeah. hat. She's the only like all of us are white hats already. That's why yep. it's huge because oh, she's like trying. Yeah, I know. We didn't tell you. We didn't. You, we, you weren't in that meeting. But I mean, uh, we had some Gruyere cheese right before this podcast. Yeah, yeah we're exactly. Room. Okay, so let's start this. First, the first one. These lovable creatures hide in boxes. Hey. Leah. I heard Boxtrals. Abe. I heard Abe. Boxtrals. That's the correct answer. It's a pretty simple <sighs> one. Here's the, next one. Here's the next one. Morgan Freeman left Brad Pitt speechless by not answering this key question in this film. Hey. Leah. Abe again. What's in the box? What is seven? That is the correct answer. Okay, here we go. Moving up. Ethan Hawke got more than he bargained for in this film, where he opened a box full of home movies. Abe. Taylor. Abe. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Abe first. Sinister. Okay. Sinister is the correct answer. I'm scared. That movie freaked me out. That's the next one. Not looking good for you, Taylor. Colin Farrell right. found himself trapped inside one of the last types of these boxes. Hmm. Taylor. Oh. Taylor. Phone booth? Phone booth is the correct answer. Yes. Nice. The next one. Hey-oh. Andy made a big decision when he decided to deal with his best friends from childhood all packed away in a box. Taylor. Yeah. Toy Story. Which one? Uh, there's there's uh, only one. The first one. That is incorrect. What? Leah. Yep. Yeah. Toy Story two. Incorrect. <laughs> Taylor. Yes. You already answered. Toy Story three. She already answered. <laughs> Taylor. There was only one with the box. Yeah. It was. Three, Toy Story three, yeah, pivotal decisions made. Oh. And that one goes in. That one there were always boxes, y'all. Yeah, that, I, I judge his ruling. I feel for. And he didn't make any pivotal decisions involving boxes in Toy Story one. I guess. They, they were packed away in a box. But they were always worried about being packed away in the box. The toys were. Andy was then not. The, Andy wasn't in Toy Story one thing. I should give away my toys, guys. Like that wasn't a thing that was on his mind. <laughs> Fine. Cameron Diaz in Cyclops himself. Leah. James, Ma- yeah. The box. The box is the correct answer. Mm, yes! Right. Frank Langella. That was a horrible film. Yeah. Never saw it. Ugh. The phone the, agrees with you. The Sorry. music box left an impression on a small family in a farmhouse that even paranormal investigators had trouble dealing with in this film. Mm, music box. Paranormal investigators. Leah? Mm-hmm. The haunting in whatever? Connecticut? No, you're Connecticut? wrong. Connecticut? Music box? Oh, Abe. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring. The Conjuring is the correct oh, answer. Uh, yeah. I never saw it. There was like a lot of weird things in that one, so I was like, oh, I there was I heard it was great, game. though. It's not bad. There's mm-hmm. like some, some cool stuff in it. I'm not as big on it as a lot of people. Opening this box or chest revealed a prized item belonging to this being that lives in the seas. Leah! Yes? Little Mermaid. That is incorrect. Damn. <laughs> what Wait, was the clue again? Opening this box or chest revealed a prized item belonging to this being that lives in the seas. Oh, Abe. Yeah? Davy Jones. Uh, the Is that your Pirates answer? Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, 
Taylor, Taylor, chest. Taylor, Taylor, damn it. Abe, you got it. Yes. Eventually. Yeah, I was like, I don't know which one it is. I hope it's not one of those ones I'm going to The one that probably has chest in the title. That was a good guess. Swoop in. (laughs) Swoop. Ryan Reynolds has a bad day while inside this box. Leah. Yep. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. The Green Lantern. Oh, uh, Taylor. Yeah? Oh, my God. I can see the trailer. Trapped in a box? Box? Oh, Leah. This is not an R. Kelly video. No. <laughs> Talk in the closet? It's not 27 hours, but it has hey, you don't a number this? in it. Uh, I, I think I know it. Abe. Yeah? Buried. Buried is the correct answer. Uh, Radio Rahid holds his boombox high during a hot day. Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Say don't anything. blank. A hot Say day anything. in this film. Say anything? What's... Say no. anything? Well, no. What? Radio Raheed holds his boombox high during a hot day in New York in this film. Radio Raheed? Got me a boombox, that's why. The answer is do the right thing. Mm. And the oh, last question, no speaking of boomboxes, John Cusack. Taylor! Yeah? <laughs> Say anything! Say anything is the correct answer. Yeah, I still got a white hat, though. Wait, yeah. I, I got a few. Yeah, but Abe dominated you this week. So. More cheese for the three of us. You got, yeah. You got to find. You got to find second place. Give me that brie. Listen, you yeah. know what? I'm. I am not about class levels, and I'm with the box trolls. So there whatever. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me the brie. Is that the name of your next single from hip hop yes. artist uh, Leo <laughs> Yep. It's, it's, give me that. Give me, give me that. Give me, oh, it's dad. D A T. Okay. Yeah. Give me that brie. Give, Give me that, that brief. GDB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with GDB. Yeah, you know me. Let's move on From now. The let's, get, Louis. let's get to Out Now presents what's out now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, or streaming this week, and we have a variety of things here. Uh, first up, a little indie film called Transformers: Age of Extinction arrives. Oh, I never saw it. I was, <laughs> I think me that was neither. only playing like two theaters when it came out. Yeah, yeah. too indie for me. Uh, speaking of indie, yeah. Chef arrives this week. Oh, go see it. I oh, heard it was so good. good. I've seen it. Go see it. So good. And then go eat a grilled cheese afterward. Or a Cuban yes. sandwich. Or a grilled brie. Oh, or beignets. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, former Scientologist Paul Haggis had a film called Third Person, uh, which comes out this week. I don't know what that is. It's a movie that I don't think got very good reviews. So <laughs> there you go. Um, Gone with the Wind 75th Anniversary Collector's Edition comes out on Blu-ray this week. That's also coming as out in theaters. Like, really, yes, it is. I will never go hungry again. <laughs> That's the line from that. Once Upon a Time in America Special Edition Blu-ray comes out this week. Wait, what's that one? It's uh, Sergio Leone, Robert De Niro. Uh. Classic. Um, <laughs> speaking of classics, Leprechaun, the Complete Collection comes out this week. Wow, you yes! the one in space. It, it's all it's all of the films voice, really uh, there's that movie scary i know but you can still do your leprechaun oh i'm a leprechaun and i kill people oh no <laughs> i get it because you're my a gen- 40th anniversary <laughs> i'm old now hey if, if you want if you want to see jennifer aniston pre-nose job watch the leprechaun oh, oh. it's okay. true or if you want to see like a leprechaun rapping, watch leprechaun like five or something in the hood. Speaking of leprechauns the- rapping, lastly, twenty four live another day comes out on Blu ray this week. That is the latest season of twenty four, which myself, oh, okay. Brandon, and Maxwell covered on the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. Okay, so that's what's coming out this week. Let's talk about next week. Next week's show we have Gone Girl as the oh. lineup on the docket here. 
This is, of course, the new film from David Fincher starring Ben Affleck in a role that he seemingly was born to play. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. It's a David Fincher film, so of course I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan for next week. So there's just one last thing to do on this podcast, which is, of course, ask what should people go see in theaters now? If I had to ask, if I asked, well, I'm asking you, I'm asking you the question. What should people go and see in theaters right now? What would you say? Leo, Taylor, Abe? Mm. Oh, oh, it's open? Okay. I thought you were going to win in a row. Skeleton yeah. Twins. Go see it. Skeleton Twins? Yeah. It's a good movie. I think I might go rewatch it. Uh, I pass. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like there's a vast desert at the moment. Gone Girl, it'll do well, but for some reason I'm calling it. It ain't going to be good. Okay. <laughs> That's me. first, guys. Uh, because I didn't like The Equalizer, and I did like Walk Among the Tombstones as far as older action star movies go, I'm going to say really? Walk Among the Tombstones, yeah. Because I like oh, that. Decent's pretty good in that movie. Meanwhile, The Equalizer came up very short for me. And then that movie's bombing while Equalizer made you know a ton of money this weekend. So, see what... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seems to be the case. So anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now, Theron and A. But you can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com. You can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at wisetheblue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find old 2013 reviews from me <laughs> at outnow.padamac... Oh! At walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag gone girl? Question mark? <laughs> Leah? I'm Anybody? all over the interwebs yeah. as Leah Deuce slash uh, on Twitter as Z-O-M-G underscore it's underscore Leah. Taylor? You can find me at my trailer review site at taylorontrailers.com. I'm really behind, but I'll get to it, I promise. Also, doing Twitter things and retweeting and making fun of Leah at Vaughn <laughs> TR, <laughs> as well as many an Instagram and or Facebook. Yay. Okay. You can find all the other episodes about now there today on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwld.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other fun shows about comics and TV and fun stuff like that. You can find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com, as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you think is in the right in card regarding box trolls this week. You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, where you can ask us questions or answer ours. And you can also tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And lastly, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can be sure to follow us over there or use the voicemail line, 972-798-3830. And if you want to ask us a question or something of that nature and leave it in a vocal form, you can do that. We might be able to play it on the show. Or if you want to talk about the career of Derek Jeter, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> With all that said, Taylor, Leah, thank you both for joining thank us. Thank you. Yay, thanks, guys. Hopefully next time we will enjoy the movie more. <laughs> it's 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 more fun to we've had a, we we've had we'll a lot on, of we'll be on we've for had a lot eggs. of weeks. It'll be great. We, we've had a lot of weeks where we have just agreed on everything, so it's nice I know, to have a dissenting opinion it's every now and then. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. It really is. It's refreshing, like a cool glass of iced tea or something. I still <laughs> want my white hat. You have to earn it. And ah. you did not earn it this week. You gotta want it. That's what I. Maybe next time. <laughs> you gotta want it. Clearly, Abe, want, want it. Abe wanted it more. That's all I know. Ah. So yeah, with, the, with all that out of the way, next week we're talking Gone Girl. Should be a laugh riot as always. So with that said, thank you guys again for coming on. Thank Thanks you. everyone for listening. And until next time, so long. And goodbye. And goodbye.
voce adesso sempre palpate Torino collaborato da sogni persone più bella che mai mascarpone il provenone sono senza dubbio nel mondo le cose più buone più buone la patata caprino caccio cavallo fontina ricotta si caccio cavallo fontina ricotta e caprino il fiore è più buono del mondo non provo la caccio cavallo stracchino il pecorino toscano e bravo il piccione cuda crofena prego consola col pecorino toscano all'orfanavola il parmigiano e il dolce latte sono sempre potato il pecorino con la burrata sono i versioni più breve che mai ci scarpone il provenone no, everybody. No, everybody. No, everybody. No, 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 everybody. No, no, comma. No, everybody. You can go see Fifty Shades, have lots of sex, and then get yourself on acid and go see SpongeBob SquarePants. I, I, I agree, except I'd reverse the titles. Yeah. <laughs> Make it real interesting. <laughs> I forget how the trailer goes. I don't know. It's like in a land where people live on the top of the world, there are creatures that live below the world. Yeah, they are known as box trolls. Yeah. Let me pat on my chest. That's the best, like, that's <laughs> the closest Stephen Fry impression I can do. <laughs> Stephen Fry did the, did the trailer voice? No, but he does a lot of oh, English okay. narration and things. Big fan. Big fan. Box yeah. trolls. <laughs> he should have been a voice in this movie. Box trolls. Box trolls. The key is to not pronounce L's. Box trolls. 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 It trolls you through a loop, it does. Uh, oh. <clears throat>